Oh, yes, they're absolutely passionate about choral singing. Some of the choral singers haven't left a choir since they entered a junior choir in grade one. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of them have been singing for 30 years in a choir. In mm-hmm. South Africa, I think it's a very um, a cultural thing. And also, uh, you know, we have so many choirs in South Africa and so many good choirs. I think that singing in a choir is actually part of our culture as South Africans. In this episode, I'm talking to choir conductor and composer Franco Prinsloo. Petra. Hello, Franco. How are you? I'm fantastic, and you? I'm fine, thank you. Are you? Thank you for accommodating me with the time. No, that's fine. I understand load shedding. I've been to South Africa. <laughs> it's hectic. It's hectic. Even the, the past few days have been crazy with the load shedding. Really? Yeah. Yes, and then if the traffic lights are out, yeah. then everything takes takes way longer than expected really yeah yeah <laughs> you never know in you think of these things you think of load shedding i i always think uh well you can't make coffee when it's load so but tell me where are you based i'm in pretoria in Valpatrand, pretoria oh, east oh i see okay and grew up there I grew up in Middleburg, in Middleburg yeah. in Pumalanga. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Now tell me, you are a composer. Yes, that is correct. Composer and a conductor. And a conductor. And how did that start? Where did you start in music? Well, I've always been, um, music has always been a part of my life. Ever since mm-hmm. I was a little boy, um, I had a passion for music. I had a passion for the performing arts. Uh, and I started from a very young age, taking piano lessons and later in my life singing lessons as well. Um, I had I was fortunate enough to have two very uh, fantastic teachers when I was growing up in Middleburg. Um, I started piano lessons at a teacher called Louis van Nieuwenhuizen. And he really taught me the passion for music. And then later when he moved to London, uh, I moved to a new teacher, Miss um, Esme Solomons, uh, who was a great, great um, singing and piano teacher in Middleburg. And I, I had music as a subject and I sang in choirs and I always wanted to, to make music my career. My grandmother was the organist in our church. Oh, I see. Okay. So there's, there was some music in the family, some musicians Absolutely. in the family. Yes, yes. Uh, my grandmother was the organist in the church and her mother was also a very good accomplished pianist um and yeah so it's it's in our blood that's amazing and your parents did they encourage you always oh absolutely uh, i remember when i was a little boy i told my mother i would like to have uh, piano lessons and uh, one day after school on a Friday when I got home uh, she said she there's a surprise for me waiting in the sitting room and then when I came across uh, when I came around the corner there was uh, an old piano that she bought from a lady down the street uh, oh, so wow. I always had a lot of encouragement my father is a big classical music lover and he introduced me to wonderful records of old recordings of symphonies uh, and 
uh, we started uh, a collection together of interesting classical music and we would always listen to the music together. So I had a very encouraging family, um, a very encouraging dad, a very encouraging mom that drove me from drama lessons to music lessons mm -hmm. to to the choir, to all the all the extramurals that I wanted to put, take part in. That's amazing. And that's so wonderful, you know, to get that support, to have that support. Now, Middleburg is, is not a big, it's not a big town. No, not at all. No. It's, a, it's a small no. town. Um, I must say now these days it's, a, it's expanded quite a lot. Um, but when I grew up there, it was uh, still very, uh, very, how can I say, uh, provincial <laughs> in oh, a way. Yeah. Yes. So then, um, was this now for you the route to go to Pretoria to study? Did you study at uh, Dux? No, I did not. Uh, after I finished matric and uh, in school, I went to study in Pochevström at the Northwest University. Okay. Um, I studied music there and I started to sing in the choir. The, the Northwest University had a very famous choir at that time called the, the Puck Kur under the direction of Professor Avi van Wyk. And oh, I, I started know. to sing there. Yeah, I know Avi. And I actually wanted to go to Pochestrum uh, for the sole reason to sing in Avi's choir. Really? Amazing. And, and is he still there? Is he still uh, doing the choir there? He's retired now. I think he lives in Streisby in mm -hmm. the Western Cape. Uh, but he had the choir for so many years and influenced so many young people's lives uh, and taught them a passion for music. Yeah, I know. I went, uh, I was in a choir and, and he came as a like a guest um, teacher or a, or a choir master and, and uh, he took our choir and just did a few things. And I remember he is amazing. Yeah. yeah stunning person and he really has a way to to infect you with his passion for music and he has a wonderful way of teaching and and yes he as i said he inspired a lot of young people in pochestrum that's uh, wonderful and so now from pochestrum and you studied then composing and conducting Actually, I didn't study composing. I just studied uh, normal BMUS uh, with piano as my main subject. Yeah. And uh, at the university there, there's this tradition of a cappella singing groups. And they would always ask me to arrange a song for them. And that's actually how I started um, composing. It's through arranging for a cappella ensembles. And... Yeah. Um, I always had a love for setting poetry to music and there was a category in the competitions held between the, the hostels at the university and then later also between the universities, um, the acapella singing competition. One of the categories was uh, for each one to have their own composition and they would always ask me to write them uh, a cappella own composition and that's really where I, I get got started writing my first um, formal, uh, you know, compositions. And I think that also gave me a great opportunity to practice, uh, practice harmony and practice writing for the voice, because that's one of my passions, writing for the voice. Oh, I see. Okay. Now in, in, and the conducting? 
So the conducting actually started uh, because I I got a little job at a at a school in a in a nearby town called Klerksdorp, and <laughs> the school needed somebody to teach the choir. And I was very enthusiastic, and I said, "Well, I would love to try," and uh, I would go there once a week and teach the the small kids and teach them choral repertoire. And it all started from there. And later in my life. I also um, coached these a cappella singing groups and from there um, did, did the course uh, as part of my studies in choral conducting as well. And then later I started with the Northwest Youth Choir. They needed a conductor and I started to conduct them. And, and ever since that, I was always uh, conducting some form of a choir. That's amazing. And um, uh, so that's that's that came gradually, that came sort of um, evolved like that. W which school was it that you started off at in Clarksdorp? The school is called Large School Soundtrack. Oh, really? Okay. And now, uh, Franco, so now you're in Pretoria and you are now full-time composer, conductor. Do you have a choir that you're conducting? Yes. So uh, after I was uh, conducting at the Northwest Youth Choir, I decided yeah. I need to spread my wings. Uh, at the time, I was doing a lot of productions. I was composing for, for stage productions, uh, still living in Pochefström. And I did a production called Maanmond, which was, which was based on poetry by Breiten Breitenbach. Uh -huh. And uh, we did this production and toured it through the country to some of the arts festivals. And then later, I was approached by Professor um, uh, Hans Duplessis to, to be the musical director of one of his productions called Buchu Fanny Liefde. And we also then toured to all the, the arts festivals in the country, to the Voortfeest, to the Kakan Kar, to the Free State Arts Festival and so forth. And then I decided to move to Pretoria where I got uh, a choir. I, I started working at Larskel Monument Park Monument Park, uh, which is a school here in Pretoria. And I started to conduct their choir. And actually I'm still conducting that choir to this day after all these mm -hmm. years. Uh, so we've, we've had a fabulous journey. And then later on, I decided in the year 2017, I decided to, to, to start my own choir uh, so that I can have an instrument to compose for. And I started the Vox Chamber Choir and ever since, it's been five years now, uh, we've performed numerous competitions, uh, had some golden medals at the World Choir Games, wow. and also at the Anton Bruckner competition in Linz. And then really? also... We, so you were here yes, in Austria. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we recorded about five CDs now, which is available on Apple Music and on Spotify. And at the moment, um, Vox Chamber Choir is my at utmost passion. Uh, I compose music for them and we do all kinds of, of, of projects. Uh, we did an oratorio earlier this year called Kreis van Liefde, mm -hmm. uh, which is an Easter oratorio. And we recorded it at the SABC studios and it was broadcasted on Ariskia, the Afrikaans radio station. Okay. Um, on, on Good Friday for Easter, for the Easter festival. Beautiful. And did you compose that as well? Yes, yes. It was uh, uh, it was uh, written in the papers, apparently, that it is the first Afrikaans Easter Oratorio. I don't know how true that is, but it was yeah. a wonderful 
Nein. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So That's all nice. the music that Box Chamber Choir performs, I specifically compose for them. Okay. So Box is uh, how do you how do you spell that? V O X, like the Latin for voice. Mm. Oh, for voice. Okay. So Vox and uh, the the choir. Who who are the members of these this choir? Where do they come from? Are they all musicians? So initially, I started out with only twelve singers, and yeah. they were all my friends. Uh, so I asked my okay. friends, "I have these compositions. Are you interested to perform it with me? I would love mm -hmm. to have a few concerts and possibly record an album of it." And I had twelve very passionate uh, friends of mine that were all very gifted singers singing in choirs all their lives and we did a first recording in 2017 and some uh, wonderful concerts at the time uh, and since then it has grew we are now 38 singers and all the singers go through audition process so they audition to be in the choir and uh, one of the one of the requirements is to have a very high um reading ability so uh, it's singers that are accomplished singers singers that have choral background experience and also singers that has a, a, a good amount of sight reading ability oh okay mm. so that and um, but they have day jobs they they this is uh, 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 like a um a, a part-time thing that they do Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So some of the choir members are trained musicians uh, that yeah. studied music and studied voice and piano. And we have a few music therapists in the mm -hmm. choir. We have a trained opera singer or two in the choir. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some musical theater trained singers. Uh, and then also uh, a lot of people that have totally different day jobs, like lawyers. We have a florist. We have a priest. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have engineers, we have uh, a pharmacist. You sort it in, in all aspects. Yes. <laughs> we can start a Vox Chamber Choir Island, and I think we will have some some something of, of all kinds of flavors of life. <laughs> a little community. Keep us going. Yes. <laughs> but now in South Africa, the the arts uh is not it's not well well funded and uh not a lot of opportunity but you have created your own project and you are creating your own um uh, choir you know you've created your own choir are there many opportunities for you to perform or uh what is the situation for you there well it all depends what you what you what you aim at i suppose yeah. um with vox chamber choir we self-fund everything uh, so we are very dependent on ticket sales to to okay. to 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 pay musicians to pay the venues so none of the choir singers are paid for 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 singing in the choir we always take all the all the funds that we generate from ticket sales and we use that to create future projects. Uh, we've been lucky enough to have some funding um, specifically for the Kreis van Liefde pro project that was, was funded by the Artecafia and also the South African Academy of uh, Science and Art. Uh, so there are opportunities, but there are few and far between and um, it's 
in these days, I think it's it's just wise to to create your own opportunities, create your own concerts, and also to really try to be sustainable as an artist through ticket sales, which is a very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we seem to manage it quite well. Well, it's amazing that you all do it. So basically, uh, you do it for the love of it, and and uh, you know, there's no you don't do it for the money. That's for sure mm. because you say it's not. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing that you've got such a big choir, and they are willing to do that. Oh yes, they're absolutely passionate about choral singing. Some of the choral singers haven't left a choir since they entered a junior choir in grade one you know so some of them have been singing for 30 years in a choir in -hmm. south africa i think it's a very um a cultural thing and also uh, you know we have so many choirs in south africa and so many good choirs i think that singing in a choir is actually part of our culture as south africans um people are a lot of the time very surprised by the level of craftsmanship South African choral singers have Uh, but I think that is due to very passionate teachers at schools and also the university structures with university choirs and also uh, specifically in Pretoria there we have a lot of uh, of uh, semi-professional choirs Um, you know choirs that that are on a professional level but the singers aren't necessarily professional singers in the sense that that is their only day job uh, but they they function on the same uh, artistic level as professional choirs would or singers would mm. well i've spoken to uh, sunny boyd ladla um, and a few of the african um, singers uh, that that's here in europe now and they all started in choirs as well in you know in the townships where they grew up um oh, so absolutely. it's yeah so it's, it's it's true that you say that it's it's overall in South Africa that these choirs are and, and um, you know available for people to sing in. Do you sing mostly Afrikaans? No, we we sing a lot of different languages. A few years ago, uh, I did a choral musical called Naledi an African Journey with the Vox Chamber Choir in collaboration with the University of Pretoria Youth Choir. And the piece was commissioned by Linda Marie Pitou of the Pretoria University Youth Choir. And she specifically um, commissioned me to compose an hour or hour and a half long choral uh, story, uh, a choral mm-hmm. concert with a storyline, uh, specifically in all the official South African languages. And I oh. must say it was a very special learning process for me and mm-hmm. a way for me to to bond and to really um, connect with artists from all walks of life in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I collaborated with uh, traditional African storytellers. I collaborated with a Swati poet. I collaborated wow. with a, a Benda translator. I collaborated with wonderful people um, in all these languages so mm-hmm. the, the the piece was written in all the south african languages and That's it was a wonderful incredible. experience yeah but how, how... Also to... sorry sorry no 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 i also can compose um, a lot of music in uh, in in different south african languages i find when i write something specifically for a choir um, mm-hmm. there are always 
people of diverse backgrounds in a choir. And I think it's such a wonderful way to be inclusive and to include and to, to build a community through singing if a composition features three or four languages. Mm -hmm. For example, um, we are doing a, a, a piece now called Cantate Modimo. Means, Modimo means God in Setswana. And the piece starts off with the creation of the world uh, sung in Setswana from the Bible. And the second movement starts with uh, God breathing life into the nostrils of Adam. And that is sung in Latin. And then suddenly the piece continues in Afrikaans, uh, where, where God gives Adam and Eve, uh, tells them to look after the garden that he's given them. And then suddenly we go, go into uh, Isizulu. Uh, and then later on in the piece, um, it's sung in English, where there's a plea. Uh, and uh, before, before this plea, uh, Egypt is, is being destroyed again in Latin. And then later on, we end the piece in the English language where there's a plea for unity and love between people. And the whole piece then ends with a conglomerate of these languages, which is such a beautiful symbol for me of diversity and yeah, unity. Yeah. And I think it's a wonderful tool in South Africa because we are privileged to have these wonderful languages uh, to learn from each other through choral music. Mm. Yeah, of course. And a language is so such a... Um, you know, like a, like a, um, when you connect with people on their language, it's almost as if there's a connection, a different connection, you know, and I think it's so important that, that you are able to do that. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And also, I think for a singer, for a singer in a choir, uh, you know, uh, uh, let me take a, a, one of the choirs here in Pretoria, the University of Pretoria Youth Choir has kids from a enormously diverse background. But for, then suddenly for a child to, to sing in their mother language, and another choir member uh, has, to, has to then learn from you, also validates that singer. Yeah. And special and welcome and in a community yeah that's so true that's so true and you know this this um almost this acceptance of one another then as well an understanding Absolutely. of one another yes how what is the situation how do you see the situation um for in in the education system for for music teaching do you think there's enough being done for um teaching music in south africa that's a very difficult uh, question because i think it's it all depends on what school you look at some schools have fabulous music programs uh, but then some schools have no music programs i think a lot of choirs still do have an active choral tradition which is something to be proud of and something to hold on to um, i think the, the 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 most precious education you can get is in a choir uh, a little small child singing in a choir learns so many things by singing in a choir that you will never learn as in an individual music les lesson. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do acknowledge that I think South African school systems and the department has taken out so, so many valuable things in music education. But then again, there are very passionate teachers that still try to keep music education alive. 
uh, and also very passionate choral teachers that keep mm -hmm. keeps this choral tradition alive in our schools. Oh, that's that's great, and that's I mean that's uh, you know choir singing is something I sang in a choir um, as well, and and I think that's something where and especially in in all if you if you take children who don't have uh, you know who are not coming from uh, homes where it's affordable to buy instruments you know they've got their voices and they can sing and this community feel that the choir has um that is so amazing you know it's it's a, it's a very safe environment i think yeah. for for a child to to be in because the moment you start singing together it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter how you look it doesn't matter where you come from because the the ultimate goal is to have unison singing and mm. isn't that a beautiful metaphor you know and i think it's a safe environment for a, for a child to be be themselves in you know yeah. to create sound from your body i think is one of the most scary things to do in front of other people mm -hmm. but yet choir that is all you do and i i think that's such a great way to be accepted for who you are the sound mm -hmm. that you create blends with the other sounds and that that becomes one i think that is a beautiful yeah. metaphor and a beautiful thing for a child to, to, to learn from a very early age, that sense of community and belonging through choir music. Yeah. Well, my choir teacher was Anna-Marie van der Walt, and I just have to say that she was such a wonderful um, choir teacher. And, and you know, I, uh, we, we all uh, were in the choir together. We have we all have such a, I think, uh, a bond with each other because you you still think of those times and the things we did together as the choir. So you're absolutely right. That's such a great experience for children to have. But now tell me, uh, Franco, I, I want to know what is your your choir? What do you wear? What is your uh, your uh, uniform or your your choir? Uh, what do you call a choir uniform? Attire, choir yeah, attire. attire. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, we we perform in concert black, so so oh, all okay. the men yeah. uh, we have a black suit, a black bow tie, and white shirts, uh, and we have a very special uh, piece of art that was created specifically for the choir by opera singer Magdalene Minar. Okay. Uh, that we, we wear on our on our blazers and then the ladies have all freedom to wear their own black design dress mm -hmm. or the dress that they choose that they feel comfortable in because yeah. i also feel that it's very important for a singer to feel comfortable when mm -hmm. you are comfortable you are able to perform optimally so the girls have um their formal black choir dresses uh, that they, are, they can choose themselves to fit their body uh, most comfortably and then we have specific earrings also designed by Magdalene Menar and oh, her brand okay. is Africa and yeah. it's wonderful uh, jewelry custom-made jewelry by soprano Magdalene Menar uh, and it's wondrous colorful large earrings that the ladies wear and we call them the Magogos oh really oh that's so because nice. of the brand yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I, I'm going to put the link of, uh, does she have a website or something where, where that can be seen there? 
Absolutely. She, she has a her Instagram page. So I will send you that later so you can also post the link. Yeah. You're all, all so welcome to have a look at our Vox Chamber Choir website that we oh, have wow. with stunning photos of the choir. Yeah. Uh, our lovely, lovely outfits and magogos. Yeah, I'm going to put the link um, in the description of the video so that um, everybody can see. And where is your? where can um, we buy your CDs? So Please all our have... albums are, are available online. I have okay. quite a few um, albums online. Yeah. So with Vox Chamber Choir, we started with an album called South African Choral uh, Music, Volume 1, which was not only my music, but also other composers in Pretoria, Peter Bezaidenhout and Zander Fix compositions as well. And then our second album was called Speak to Me. Uh, which was a collection of uh, only my compositions. Uh, and then later we released the full album of Naledin, African Journey. And it's a lovely experience to listen to that album because we recorded it as if it was an audio book. So you can literally uh, start at the first track and listen to, to the story being told. I narrated the story myself. Uh, it was a funny story because uh, the, the, the lady that was supposed to be the narrator, an actress, um, and an African, traditional African uh, storyteller uh, was rehearsing with us. And, and the night before the, the opening night of the concert, she had a, a big uh, personal crisis and she couldn't continue with the, with the production. And there was nothing else to do except for me to narrate the piece myself. So it was so funny. I was conducting and narrating wow. uh, the, the performance. Uh, mm -hmm. And people can listen to that album uh, online on all streaming platforms, but it is as, as if you are listening to an audiobook. So there's narration flowing into music and narration with underscore. So it's a lovely experience to listen to the whole story. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we've released an album called You Are Beautiful. And that was a, a celebration of the singers. Uh, the cover of the CD is a picture of every single person that sang on that album. And that was a, a celebration of the wonderful people that we have as a community in our choir. And I specifically called the album You Are Beautiful uh, because when you conduct and you look into a singer's eye, eyes you sometimes look past just their appearance it's as if there's a connection between you as a conductor and a singer and that is something beautiful and special uh, so wow. hence the title you yeah. are beautiful oh that's very beautiful and our latest mm. oh thank you our latest album is a full recording of the easter oratorio kreis van liefde oh. that we recorded and then we have a few singles also so people are welcome to to browse Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, uh, there's a lot of things on YouTube they can listen to. But also there's some uh, other albums that's not choir music that I've recorded, some film soundtracks, some theatre pieces, installation, music for installation art, uh, and some uh, instrumental music that I've also composed. And that's all on, on Spotify? Yes, all the streaming yeah. platforms. Also, yeah. Wow, you are a very talented and busy man. <laughs> it's good to stay busy. It's good to stay busy. Uh, these past uh, two years were very difficult, for, I think, for yeah. all artists around the world. Mm -hmm. And I just found for me to just continue and stay busy, although there was uh, 
no opportunities or projects. I just continued writing and continued conceptualizing things. You know, mm -hmm. so being busy is sometimes a very positive thing for yeah. your soul. But ha um, has the choir been able to perform already? Because I know South Africa's lockdown has been extended so many times that, um, and, and for a long period of time. Uh, are there any performances now for you? Yes, a few months ago, we had a very large performance in the Fuertrecken Monument, which mm -hmm. is an acoustic dream. It's really? a huge acoustic. It can be compared to a very large cathedral in Europe. So it's very, very fine acoustics to perform. And sometimes too wet of an acoustic, you know, uh, we're not used to that. So we had a big concert in, in that space which was sold out so we were very thankful for that and we have our next big concert is called fear Beers fire beast mm -hmm. which is a creative uh, choral expression uh, for environmental protection so all the music is about some form of environmental issue uh, and exploring the human impact we have as a species on our on our planet and on our natural habitats and it's an interesting uh, concert because it's not going to be in a concert hall or in a cathedral or in a church uh, it is going to be uh, three levels below the ground in a parking basement wow and parking basements has have all, always also a lot of interesting acoustics you know yeah. so that's one of the reasons we chose the space but also we chose the space as a kind of expression of the concept of these music uh, or the the themes in the music trying to create this uh, post-apocalyptic feel um of uh, of people in a bunker underground uh, with this uh, haunting choral music being performed that specifically addresses um our disconnect with nature mm. as a species so that, that is coming up on the 31st of october oh, that sounds so interesting and uh, did you also compose the music for that and right yes oh i wish i could see that that would be so right. amazing. We're Are going, going to record some of the music. Are yes. You? So okay. the moment yeah. we have the recordings, I'll definitely send some of it to you to yes. have a listen. That would be so amazing. Oh, I wish I could see that. That would be, and you know, the whole feeling, like you say, it's in this parking garage. And um, where is this parking garage that that will be held in Pretoria? In Pretoria, in a new development in Menland, in the okay. basement of the King Price building. Okay. With the insurance company, and we've asked them if we can use their basement, and uh, yeah. we told them about the concept, and they agreed to give the parking basement free of charge for us for the concert. So wonderful. we are very happy about that. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Frank, you are doing such great work, honestly, and and please, in the future, when there's anything um, and you would like to talk about it, uh, please let me know. Uh, that is that's wonderful, and I would I'm really going to have a look and on YouTube what your choir is doing, and uh, and keep up to date on your Instagram. I will I will also look on your Instagram for that. Wonderful, yes. Yeah. I post a lot on Instagram, but I mostly post on Facebook and Facebook. Uh, on my okay. page. Mm. Yeah, so you're welcome. To check that out, and if if anybody listening to the in you later have any questions they would like to ask me they're more than welcome to reach out oh wonderful okay 
So, and they can get your contact details on Facebook. Yes, yes. Or they can just send me a direct message on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm always happy to, okay. to connect with people from all over the world. That's wonderful. So, um, and when are you coming to Austria again, to Linz? Well, we were supposed to have a tour in July next year, yeah. but uh, because it's it's a it's a difficult time, uh, we had mm -hmm. we decided to postpone it with one year. Okay. So we will be be having concerts in in um, in Vienna mm -hmm. um, at the Peterskirche, where we also started our tour the previous time. Uh, yeah. We're having concerts in Vienna, and we're having a collaborative performance with a choir in Graz called Vocal Forum Graz. Yeah. And yes, so the whole tour isn't settled yet, but we're definitely uh, touring in the year 2023. Yes. Okay. Well, you have to let me know so that I can come and listen. And uh, when you are in Vienna, please let me know that I, we can meet in person. Oh, absolutely. And that would be coffee. lovely. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fabulous. That sounds yeah. lovely. Okay. Okay, Franco. Muy bien. Thank you. 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 Th